0: To you by the Las Cruces Sun News. This is Straight Shooter. What is going on, everybody? This is Justin Martinez, aka Jada Sports Dude. If you are listening right now, let me just say thank you for tuning in to Straight Shooter, the podcast where I shoot from the hip and give you everything that you need to know about the New Mexico State men's basketball team. This is episode 16 of our season-long journey. So if you're a returning listener, then welcome back. I missed you. And if you new to the program, well, then welcome to the family. Where have you been all my life? Guys, we have a lot to talk about today because this is our annual WAC tournament episode. And joining me to co-host the entire show is a pair of New Mexico State players. It's the hometown duo of Tennessee Owens and Bryce Rewalt. Guys, thanks so much for finding time to do this today. How are you all doing? Good, Justin. Appreciate
1: you guys. Uh, appreciate you having us.
0: Yeah, thanks, Justin. Happy to have you on. Now, for those who have been following the show, Bryson Tennessee co-hosted last season's WAC tournament episode. Obviously, I've had guests come on for just one segment at a time before, but that was the first time that anyone actually co-hosted the entire show with me. It's still the only time that happened. And I got to say, you two killed it. I just had to ring you guys back to do it one more time. So thanks again for making this happen. Yeah, let's hope it's it,
1: not uh let's hope it's not the same preceding events like last year let's hope we actually play play the dang thing
0: <laughs> yeah i know i know and unfortunately we got to do this uh do this through zoom so that's why maybe the audio quality isn't going to be as good as last year but either way a lot of people i'm sure are very excited for this episode i've had people ask me what are you bringing on Bryce in tennessee but now we finally have this one here and let's go ahead and get started guys i'm coming to you off from a place i like to call the saloon so bartender what do we have on tap for today
1: on tap today is a recap of the Dixie State series, a preview of New Mexico State's quarterfinals game against
0: UTRGV, and a look at the rest of the WAC tournament teams. righty, thank you, bartender. I have my lasso in hand, and it's time for our post-game roundup. The second where I round up my thoughts on the New Mexico State games. And in this case, the Aggies swept Dixie State this past Friday and Saturday in St. George, Utah, winning game one by a score of 76 to 66, and then winning game two by a score of 68 to 56 this marks the first and only conference sweep by New Mexico State this season, but it came at a big time. The Aggies are now 10-7 and on the year, 7-6 and six in WAC play, and they're entering the conference tournament as a three-seed. It's on a three-game winning streak. What we're going to do for this is give our one big takeaway from the series, each of us. it be something you guys learned about the team, something you did that you can build on moving forward. However you want to interpret it, it's fine. Bryce, let's go ahead and start off with you. What's the biggest thing you took away from this pair of games against Dixie State?
2: Um, biggest thing to take away i think was definitely like as you said um finally getting the sweep before the week before Wack vegas was huge for us um, i think it's a big time confidence booster and, um but yeah li- like you said it's it's awesome for our for our guys to experience that and um, hopefully we can keep it rolling
0: yeah definitely now let's move on to tennessee same question for you what's the big takeaway from this series against the trailblazers
1: yeah bryce really hit it on the Hit on the nail right there, but I think if I'm going to be more specific, I thought our half our half court defense was really good. <clears throat> I thought we put two uh, two games together, really good defense in the half court where we are making guys miss, and uh, and I think it's it's been coming. You know, Bryce and I are in there every single day practicing, and we see these guys come to work every day. And um, you know, back then a few weeks ago, a month ago, um, I couldn't have said the same. I think we've gotten a lot better, and I think this sweep was just a result of that, is a result of what we've been doing behind the scenes. And uh, like Bryce said, it was it was important. Coach talked about how important it was for us to go and get two wins. He wanted to put pressure on us uh, and make them must wins to uh, have some momentum and some and some steam with us going into a uh, WAC Vegas.
0: Yeah, definitely. You mentioned WAC Vegas coming up. Up until this series, you guys hadn't been able to to get a back to back win. Obviously, now you need three in a row. Do you feel that this team is ready from what you've been seeing in practice to finally make that that streak?
1: Yeah, um, I thought that early on coming off all those pauses, starting stops, you know, there were times where we wouldn't see each other for four or five days at a time. We were working out, um, you know, one, one person on each end of the floor. So it was hard to get a rhythm uh, with, with no practice time. So when we came out and played GCU, I think we needed, I think we needed that in terms of uh, exposing what our, our issues were and our deficiencies and, and stuff we needed to work on. And I think slowly but surely you saw us get better. If anyone you know, knows basketball, you saw that we really improved over time. And even though we didn't win uh, both games every single time until the last weekend, uh, we got better. And coach talked about it to us all the time, even after we were losing the first night or the second night, but it's coming. Uh, I think that in practice, we've, we've had a lot of practices where we really got after it and it's just a result of us putting in the putting the time and effort uh, to go out there and get it done. And I think um, we're heading into Vegas with with a nice bit of momentum and we're pretty confident at the moment.
0: Yeah, definitely. You guys have also had some guys come back from injuries. Um, I know Wilfred Lakia had missed some time. There had also been Donnie Tillman had missed some time. Bryce, now you guys are pretty close to full strength. I think still Gerald Dokes hasn't played recently, but still pretty close to full strength. You guys have to be pretty confident with the level of talent you have on this roster, right?
2: Right, yeah. I think um, finally getting everyone back, it's kind of a sigh of relief. I know uh, that especially for me and T, when, when we're barely able to string together practices because you got to throw us out on the court, it's a, you know, it's kind of difficult at that point, but no, yeah, I definitely think that um, having a full complement of players is good for us. And um, uh, we're super excited to see if if we can pull this off this week.
0: Yeah, definitely. I got to say guys, my big takeaway from the series is that, you know, regardless of all the setbacks this season, regardless of what the record shows, this team can definitely play on that level of prior New Mexico state squads when it plays, with that fire, that edge, that intensity, the way you guys started off that second game specifically was a perfect example of that. Jumped out to a ten to two lead. You were running and gunning, forcing turnovers, just playing with more heart than Dixie State. I know it's hard to do, but it's really just a matter of maintaining that energy throughout the course of not only a game, but in the case of the tournament, three games in three days. Tennessee, is that a pretty fair assessment? Does it come down to having that edge, that killer instinct when it comes to this team?
1: Yeah, uh, coach talks about. Um how people have forgotten about us and we all, we all feel it. So we want to have this edge and this swagger when we walk up in there. Cause you know, the, you know, past three years we've walked in there as the number one seed winning 30 plus WAC games going undefeated um, in the WAC last year. So I think um, if we play with that edge, that chip on our shoulder, knowing that people don't really know or care what we're doing right now, um, I think we're going to have a better shot um, in terms of our, uh, our competitiveness. I think that, Um, when we go, when we go in there with that edge, uh, we play better. And if we, if we just know, you know, what we need to do, uh, collectively and individually, I think we're going to have a good shot. And like you said, um, if we play like that, we can beat anybody. Um, there's no, there's no team that we feel like we don't have a chance to go in there and, and, uh, knock them off. Um, we beat Utah Valley. We beat everybody. We haven't beat GCU yet, but, uh, we're not really focused on that right now. We're just focused on us. And, uh, as of right now, uh, UTRGB, but I definitely think that that's a fair assessment.
0: Yeah, now both Johnny McCants and Donnie Tillman spoke with the media this past weekend after the games, and both of them mentioned that this team really feeds off of each other, whether it be the guys on the court or the guys on the sidelines. Once you guys get that run going, you know, you guys are great examples of that, celebrating on the sidelines, cheering your guys on. Bryce, describe that feeling when the team is rolling and everyone is just fired up. Does it feel like you guys are pretty close to unbeatable?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think when uh, the guys on the court are celebrating with the guys on the bench, it makes for a super fun time, and I think another thing is this year has been a little different than obviously than past years is we have to create our own energy. And I think as we've become more accustomed to that, we can, uh, we can really feed off of each other and that end, ends up leading to be a pretty good thing for us.
0: All righty, guys, so that buzzer means it's time for segment number two, which is a preview of New Mexico State's game against UTRGV. The number three-seeded Aggies are set to face the number six-seeded Vaqueros on Thursday at 9 p.m. Mountain Time. For those who want to follow the contest, it can be watched on ESPN Plus or listen to on either Zia Country 99.5 FM or ESPN Albuquerque 101.7 FM for all the Aggie-Kirky fans out there. New Mexico State is fresh off that sweep of Dixie State, while UTRGV actually got swept by Tarleton State last weekend. 65 to 47 and 69 to 58. The last time the Aggies faced the Valkyros was not too long ago, fresh on your guys' mind. New Mexico State earned a 69 to 51 win over UTRGV last Tuesday inside UTEPs' Don Haskins Center. Tennessee it is a game that almost didn't happen because the original two game series got postponed, but you all were able to reschedule it. You have to be happy about that because now you have some film you can watch to prepare, right? As opposed to going in blind.
1: Yeah uh, I think there's other reasons that we that it was important we got that game if we didn't play that game we wouldn't have gotten the three seed Um, so that was important but it's definitely nice uh, knowing that we've already played them and we played them recently so we we should have uh, a fresh memory of what they run and you know how they play and before I really get into it I just want to say that I mean what what they're going through pales in comparison to what's what anyone else is going through in terms of the basketball world I mean they're They're a shattered program right now and I feel for them. And you can see it on the floor. Um, You know, they're not they're not the same, but that doesn't mean that they can't get there. They've been off. They were on pause for a while, too. So it's hard to get a rhythm. Anyone that has gone through a pause, um, it's hard to get back into your rhythm immediately. So but just like any team that um, is in a winner go home situation, uh, you got to play your best. Cause there's, uh, you know, there's desperation for everybody and for us too. So, but it's definitely nice knowing that we just played them recently. And uh, I think that it's going to be um, just like any game in WAC Vegas, in WAC Vegas it's going to be a, a tough matchup.
0: Yeah, definitely. When you guys look at that film, I think you got to be pleased with the job on Javon Levi. He's averaging 10.3 points, 5.3 assists, and a WAC best 2.9 steals per game this season. But he was held to just 8.0 points, zero assists and three turnovers on three for 14 shooting from the floor last Tuesday. Bryce, you want to talk about the head of the snake. Levi is that guy for UTRGV. What was the game plan for that matchup that made things so difficult for him?
2: Um, I don't know if it was necessarily anything focused exactly on him. Um, definitely he's someone that we, we got to be aware of at all times on the court, knowing that um, there's times on defense where he will completely leave his man and go double team someone in the corner. And his man's on the opposite wing. So, I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. He's all over the court, both uh, defensively, offensively, and you can tell he's, he's the leader of them and um, just trying to contain him as, as well as contain the other, the other uh, strengths they have on the court.
0: Yeah. You mentioned the other strengths. One of those guys is Quinn Johnson, the second six foot four red search sophomores and big for the all season team hot, 10.3 points, 6.5 rebounds per game, really an energy guy. held scoreless in 27 minutes against you guys. Also, five turnovers, Tennessee. Anytime you can take really the other teams' as two best players out of the equation, you have to like your chances, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can't bank on that happening again this coming Thursday. Um, they're going to definitely remember what uh, they did on the floor whenever we played them last, which was not that long ago. So they're going to come out guns blazing. Um, they're going to be ready to go. And Quentin Johnson's a really good player. He's super, he plays super hard, uh, big time driver. And obviously, he's going to know they didn't score against us last time, had those five turnovers with all those charges. So he's going to make adjustments just like Javon Levi is going to make adjustments and they're going to be playing with desperation. They want to finally get, they want to get their first win after what they've gone through. So, and what better way to do it than against the New Mexico state Aggies. And we got to understand that that's what they're, that's what we're going up against. And that's what their, uh, their mindset is coming into coming into Thursday's game.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, Bryce, each team is being given 125 friends and family. You guys have had to play your games outside of New Mexico all season without any fans in attendance. I know it won't be a packed house this week, but how much are you guys looking
2: forward to having some semblance of a live audience to cheer you guys on? The biggest thing we're excited to do is, is to play in front of our family members, our friends, uh, whoever's able to get in. I mean, shoot, I even had a, had a blast playing in front of uh, the staff members, like uh, the marketing staff and Mario and all of them. It's always fun to play against people you recognize in the stands. So, yeah, we're, we're stoked for that.
0: Yeah, we just finished a, a press conference with Coach Chan's right now right before this and he had mentioned that uh treble and queen has asked for a ticket i know you guys probably already noticed by now but he dropped a career high 35 points um i think it was earlier today just how much you guys excited to see him i know he's been talking to you all a lot recently right you keep in touch yeah he's
2: he's in our group chat uh we have a snapchat group chat so that'll be super cool if if trev's in the building
1: yeah definitely and super happy for him man. he's uh we saw it firsthand of his work ethic and all that. So we, I'd love to see him in the gym if he can, if he can get out
0: there. Yeah, definitely. Now, right, guys, we're going to get into our keys to success here in Tennessee. What is it going to take to win this game? What's an area that you guys are really focusing on? Uh, we
1: haven't exactly got into UTRGV yet. Uh, today's practice was more about us, and uh, that's how it's always been. Um, so we'll two-day prep for RGV um and tomorrow we'll really get into them but just like any time you play UTRGV um it's got to be to value the ball they're one of the top teams in the country at taking care of the ball or at turning over um their opponents um and they crash the glass at an insane rate I mean before I think the past few games they're number one or two in the country in offensive rebounding percentage or offensive rebounds per game so definitely gonna have to check out and take care of the ball and if we do that I like our chances.
0: Yeah, definitely. Bryce, same question for you. What's one thing that you got to focus on when you're preparing for ETRGD?
2: Yeah, I think Tennessee got it right. Um, valuing the ball, we, we're going to be doing a lot of drills where it's going to be a uh, one team at an advantage, the other team at a disadvantage, a lot of trapping. Um, just being able to um, get out of those traps and not get forced into um, turning the ball over will be, will be a huge uh, key for us.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you guys are right on point there. Ball control, one of the big things. I had to pick something else. I think also just the way you guys have been working on the offensive glass lately, um, really feeds into one of the weaknesses of UTRGB. They actually ranked 340th in the country in opponent offensive rebound percentage at 34%. When you guys played them, you recorded 19 offensive rebounds and turned that into 16 second chance points. Tennessee, I'm guessing that's something you guys hear from Coach Jans and the staff all the time, right? Rebound and rebound some more. Uh yeah, you got it, you got it right. Anyone
1: that watches us knows they don't need to be in the locker room to know what our, our MO is. And We definitely weren't on the glass as much earlier, uh, but we still always send three, four to the glass, but uh, we've had a renewed sense of it the last three games, um, especially this weekend. Um, And it's, it's awesome to see uh, guys flying around, you know, playing their tails off, going to the glass, getting extra possessions. And sometimes the guys that go to the glass, the hardest is not the ones that get the offensive rebound. They create it for others. So um, we're definitely excited about that and hopefully it, carries over into, into WAC Vegas because it's uh, it's definitely something that we need to do in order for us, for, order for us to get wins.
0: Yeah, definitely. One guy has been rebounding really well, especially on the offensive glass is Johnny McCants lately. I believe it was the first game against Dixie State where it was 12 rebounds, 10 of which on the offensive glass, which is just insane. I was actually trying to find the last player to do that for New Mexico State, and it was Johnny two seasons ago against Cal Baptist where he had 10 offensive rebounds. It's just what the guy does, Bryce. How much does he change the game when he is crashing the glass like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny to talk about it, but I think on the bench we get as excited when Johnny or another guy can pull down an offensive rebound as we do for a dunk or a, or a three-pointer. That's, like T said, it's become – it's a, such a vocal point for our program, and when guys are able to get on the offensive glass, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, I don't want to get you guys in any trouble by making you do a final score prediction – but I do got to give mine for the sake of the show here. So, can I get a drum roll, please? So, for this one, guys, I'm going with New Mexico State by a score of 72 to 66. I think you guys are trending upwards right now. Really like the way you've been playing lately. And UTRGB is on the downswing. Unfortunately, obviously, they've got other things going on, but they are on a five game losing streak as of right now. They're really missing Sean Ray, who recently entered the transfer portal. Um, and even though you guys shouldn't count them out, obviously, you got to take them seriously. I'm rolling with the Aggies on Thursday. I know you guys can't make a prediction, but does that sound good to you guys getting the win there? Yeah, definitely cool sounds that. good. Just got to score one more point. There you go. All righty, guys. So that buzzer means it's time for our third and final segment of the day. We're on the home stretch, and we're going to wrap this one up with a rapid-fire segment. I'm going to name each team in the WAC tournament you guys are going to say what comes to mind when you think of that squad, their defensive tenacity, their athleticism, et cetera, et cetera. Does that sound good to you all? Yep. Uh, yes, sir. Sounds good. All righty, let's get started with the number one seed, the WAC regular season co-champs, Grand Canyon. The Lopes are 15-6 and six on the season, 9-3 and three in conference play. They get a bye for the first round before playing the winner of Cal Baptist and Seattle in the semifinals. Tennessee, what comes to your mind when you think about Grand Canyon? Uh, they're big.
1: They're definitely big. Uh, They play, they play sound. I think they know who they are really. um, And they know what it takes for them to, uh, to score one more point than the other team. I think that they, they come off this pause and, you know, they have a couple splits, but uh, that doesn't, it's hard to really gauge how a team is when you're not in their locker room and and in their program. So, but they're definitely big. They're the number one seed for a reason. Uh, They won the most games, lost the the least amount. So um, they're, they're going to be a tough out for anybody, but definitely the first thing that comes to mind is, is uh, that they're big.
0: Yeah, for sure. Bryce Lopes basketball, what comes to mind for you?
2: Um, when I think of GC basketball, I automatically think of Mintgard and Laver. Uh, I think those are the two guys that really um, can get things going for them. And it's crazy to say that they've got plenty of other guys that can do the exact same, like Blackshear and Freyer and those guys. Um, but yeah, they're a really good team. And um like Tennessee said, they won the most, lost the least conference game, so they're uh, well-deserving of that number one spot.
0: Yeah, for sure. Next up, we have the other regular season co-champs, number two seeded Utah Valley. The Wolverines are 11-10 and 10 on the season, 9-4 and four in WAC play, and they also have a bye for the first round before playing the winner of New Mexico State and UTRGV in the semifinals. We'll start this one off with you, Bryce. What is the first thing that you think of with this team?
2: Uh, I think it's kind of similar. Um, with AMAC down there pretty much – I think he's still leading the country in rebounds, but um, getting to watch that in person is just insane. It's, it's I don't understand how the ball finds him. He doesn't really find it. It finds him. So, um, yeah, AMAC is definitely uh, someone that is um, the reason they're winning games. So
0: Yeah, for
1: sure. Tennessee, what say you? Uh, they're talented at different positions. You got Woodbury, who is probably the most improved player in the conference from – from last year to this year, he's super talented. And you can even go uh, the same thing with, uh, with Overton, uh, someone who opted out at first and uh, which kind of surprised me, but now he ended up playing and uh, he's talented as well. An old school game, you know, not a, not a, not a threat from beyond, uh, you know, 20 feet, 18 feet, but inside inside that range, he's lethal. And then you got Amac and who leads the country and rebounding. And the first time in like, I think 80 years, someone has averaged 15 rebounds over the course of the season. I mean, that's like Wilt Chamberlain type numbers. And then you have Evan Cole, who is a power five transfer and, you know, he's playing extremely well, had the game of his life and the, probably he's playing the best basketball um, of his career in the last, you know, two, three weeks, but definitely really good. Um, But yeah, I would say talented more than anything, a lot more talented than I thought coming into the, uh, into conference play.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, you guys are the number three seed. So we're moving on to the number four seed, which is Cal Baptist. The Lancers are thirteen and nine on the season, six and six in whack play. Tennessee, talk to me a little bit about the squad. Uh, I'm a big fan of
1: basketball in general, so I really like their actions. I like what they run. Um, I think Rick Croy does a really good job. But um, what I, I just think they know exactly what they want want to do on the floor, and they've got those, you know, those weapons out there with Nottage, Armstrong, uh, Roll. Uh, Roel or whatever. um, And they really space the floor. So I would say that they know where they need to be on the floor to get their guys in space. And then, you know, they just have, they put so much pressure on the defense when you get by the ball that it's hard to help off of um, your defender because you know that those guys are snipers out there, you know, shooting 42, 43, 47% from deep. Um, But yeah, I would say that um, they just space the floor really well. And they obviously they have those, those snipers out there who make it really hard to
0: guard them. Yeah, without a doubt. Bryce, what comes to mind when you think Cal Baptist basketball?
2: Yeah, I mean, they could shoot the cover off the ball. I remember in one of the games that we played them, uh, Armstrong had pulled up from uh, in transition from I don't even know how far out he was. And he and T looked at each other like, wow. They can, yeah, they're going to shoot it from anywhere. And um, they've got plenty of guys that can do it too.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're moving on to number five seated Seattle now. Red Hawks are eleven and ten on the season, four and five in whack play. Bryce, what do you remember the most about Seattle from your guys' series with them?
2: Um, with Seattle, I, I think it's another thing. If they've got plenty of guys that can carry the load, and and especially playing in that gym, which we will obviously won't have to play in that gym. But there's something about playing in that Seattle gym that can um, that really helps them out with fans or no fans. But yeah, I think um, guys like uh, how do you tra- Trammell is that mm-hmm. is that his name?
0: Yeah, Darion Trammell?
2: Yeah, he's, I mean, he's the head of the snake, and that dude can pretty much get whatever he wants at any time, and then he's got a, a full complement of guys next to him, so yeah, Seattle. Seattle's a very good ball club.
0: Definitely. Tennessee, what about you?
2: Like, yeah, like Bryce said, they've got plenty of guys that can
1: go out there and get theirs. Um, they're super talented. You know, they lose Terrell Brown, and then they replace him with a guy who's kind of similar um, in Darian Trammell, and then they've got Riley Grigsby, who's gotten even better. They've got Nettles, and then they've got a lot of young guys out there and some some scorers and some shooters out there who really uh, put pressure on the defense. But as I think the theme, the theme that you're seeing is that anyone can go into Vegas this week and go win a game or two or three. So um, I think Jans has probably talked about it to you guys that it, it's as open as ever. Um, and obviously we want to be the one that comes out on top, but Seattle's fully capable of going in there and being anybody
0: that uh, is in the tournament. Definitely. And finally, we have number six seeded UTRGB. The Vaqueros are 99 on the season, two and five in whack play. We did just talk about them already, Tennessee, but if you had to sum it up, what is the MO for the squad?
1: Uh, I think they just want to win. Uh, they want to win for their coach. They want to get one before this season's over. Uh, they want to get that taste out of their mouth in terms of you know losing five straight. And like, like I said, their program's shattered right now. They're going through much more. Than a basketball game, and I can't imagine what they're going through. I, there's guys who were solely recruited by him and him only, like Javon Levi. Who, if you know him and what he said about him, I mean, that was like a father figure to, to mm-hmm. Levi. So I think they're going to be desperate, and we got to know that coming into it. So I think the word that comes in my mind is desperate. And obviously, if you know URGV, you know they play extremely hard, and their style of uh, their their style of play is
0: easy to play into if you aren't uh, on top of your game. Definitely, Bryce, take this one home for us. Give us your two cents on the Vaqueros.
2: Yeah, I think um, like Tennessee said, they they have a, a reason to play, um, play hard, and and they already play hard. But if you add the extra reason on top for this season to play hard, um, it's right there there for them. And um, like like we've all been talking about this entire interview, winning in Vegas is is um, is hard to do. But if you play if you play your hard out, it's it's just one game. It's just 40 minutes. You never know what can happen. And um, yeah, they're definitely gonna come out swinging, guns blazing, because uh, winner winner go home. And there you have it folks. I've been trying to tell you these guys may play college
0: ball but make no mistake, they are pros. Well done by the both of you. That is all the time that we have today. Tennessee Owens, Bryce Rewall, always a pleasure again. Thank you guys for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And best of luck in Vegas. I'll see you guys out there.
1: Sounds good, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Thanks as always.
0: It. Yes sir. That is going to do it for episode 16 of Straight Shooter. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like Share with the rest of Aggie Nation and consider subscribing or following, depending on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you guys want to stay up to date with all things Aggie Hoops, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jay the Sports Dude and also follow Tennessee, that's at Tennessee Owens, along with Bryce, which is at ice underscore Bryce. Subscribe to the Las Cruces Sun News as well while you're at it. This has been Justin Martinez, AKA J the Sports Dude. And I'll see you guys next Wednesday. I'm out.